David Spada is a successful attorney whose dream was to become a sports talk show host. Elliot Harris is a Chicago sports columnist who wanted to expand his media presence. In the next hour, they combine their talents and love of sports and women by interviewing former professional athletes and lovely ladies on sports and torts. But keeping the boys out of trouble isn't always easy, because when David and Elliot are together, they have more fun than should be legal. I just got an idea, Elliot. After well, it's about, it's about time. It's a good one, too. <laughs> We've had that opening for two and a half years. I think we should freshen it up. I've got an idea, idea for a young, beautiful spokesperson who could maybe read our commercial. Do you know what I'm thinking of? Uh, well, you have three daughters and a wife, so I, I'm, I'm not going to go there. I think we should have the 2013 most gorgeous female sportscaster, April Rose, do it. If, if only you knew how to get hold of her. Elliot, just go to your bat phone and dial her up. Okay. Yeah, can I just click my fingers? Click your fingers or wiggle okay. your nose. Okay, can consider both done. Let's get right to our first guest, the beautiful April Rose. How you doing, April? Oh, my gosh, you guys cracked me up. <laughs> Hi. Hi, I think this is your third or fourth time on the show. I think you've got the record here. I think so. I got a good rotation going on. Kind of like Sharo on the love boat back in the day. <laughs> I'm going to take your word for that. <laughs> that's, that's before April's time. So you're, we got to get, get you into the studio, though. I know, I know. Um, so I, I had a question for you guys. Now, you guys, is called Sports and Sportsline. What is a tort? Like, is there a proper definition, or do I even want to know? It's a civil wrong in uh, the courts. Like personal okay. injuries, a tort. <laughs> Ellie calls the show "Sports and Torts" with the occasional tart. Wait a That's second. Not. Wait a. Wait a second. Mm-hmm. As in a bakery item, not as in anything other than that, of course. Mm-hmm. Right. Anyway, you are here in part because you have another television show set to debut. It's called Chicago Face Off with April Rose on Comcast Sportsnet, and the title sort of gives you it's a hockey theme. I would have thought with you it, it might have been Chicago Close-Off, given your modeling <laughs> career. but <laughs> Not not fully, okay? No, no okay. No. Just a little or, bit. I'm, I'm not exactly playboy. There's still, you know, more of a, a maxim girl. We leave a little bit on. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, Um Chicago Face-Off, I'm really, really excited. Um, in, right now, we're featuring hockey, but um, in the future, we're going to be looking to do baseball players and football players, but obviously, um, hockey is the big thing right now. Um, and the show features uh, a different player each week. And, you know, I know you guys are dying to hear me analyze. The plays and the offense and the games, not really. But um, the show is just all about what they're like off the ice and just kind of as a real person um, and getting to know them. And the thing that I'm really excited about is that when I – I used to work on a bear show, um, and what I loved about it is that I kind of get to know each player. So then when you're watching the game, it's almost more fun to watch the game afterwards. You know, after you know them a little bit, you're a little more personally connected with your home team. And so I'm hoping to build that uh, with 
Chicago face-off as well. So each week we're talking to a new player. You're going to watch the game, and you really know a lot more about them. So are you analyzing the game, or you're going to be getting inside the background of the players? There's there's no game analyzing. If you want to call me on my phone and ask me what I think about you know last night's game, <laughs> feel free. I have a feeling my phone's going to be dead, though. But, um, no, it's all just fun, and, and I challenge them um, to a skill test. Our first episode tomorrow night, I have bowling. Um, we do a little shootout challenge, but I just make him, uh, give him a little disadvantage. I make him shoot with a righty stick uh, when he plays lefty. So we just kind of have a twist on everything. And it's just really fun. And giving him a disadvantage gives him time to have a personality and talk about it and goof around. <laughs> When you did the challenge, did he realize he was going up against a superior hockey talent, someone who had been on the ice before, someone who had taken a shot on goal in high heels and had made it, as you did at a Blackhawks game a few years ago? I thought there was Elliot. No. I, I, my high heels I don't and ice don't mix well. But not, not too long. No, it's not pretty watching me do the shootout or the um, shoot the puck during the middle of the game, and it wasn't pretty either when uh, we did it in our episode. But but there's definitely another couple twists on it, and it's, it's definitely um, – I try. I'm not just that, that girly girl that's like, oh, I can't do it. You know, I, I really am trying um, before I practice a lot and stuff like that to try and make it look a little close. Because, yeah, it's not fair. I'm going up against professional athletes. So, <laughs> so who are some of the upcoming guests? Um, we also have Seabrook and Peary, and um, we're going to have eight episodes right now, and so they'll be coming up soon. Peary's not with us anymore. Didn't he just get traded the other day? Peary, yeah, Peary just got traded to the Florida Panthers, but we don't want to throw him away. Um, I did an archery skills test, which was pretty epic, um, and we had a map of Canada as our target. The, the target on Canada was Vancouver, which is one of our biggest rivals. Had you ever shot a bow and arrow before? No, but I've been watching The Walking Dead and Daryl on The Walking (laughs) Dead, if you ever watch it, is an archer. So I was getting in the zone and pretending that that I had Daryl's mentality when I was shooting this bow and arrow into Vancouver. (laughs) My life depended on it. It was a zombie apocalypse moment. (laughs) So there's no apple on anyone's head. No, no, yeah. <laughs> well, you have the built-in ability, though, to serve as a distraction to whatever the other competitor is trying to do, right? I did. I would kind of cough sometimes and kind of throw my hands in the air. And is that what you were talking about? <laughs> oh, most definitely. What else would I be talking about, right? <laughs> Elliot thought it's like when you go to the barber shop and you have a attractive female cut your hair and she kind of rubs against you every so often. To get a bigger tip, I don't want to get I don't want to get too crazy. You know, we're we're <laughs> professional. We're professional here. I don't know what you guys do in the studio to distract each other, but I'm not going to say. <laughs> so you're not doing a little Jenny McCarthy on the show? <laughs> Just a, a little Jenny McCarthy. What do you mean? You know, Jenny McCarthy acts pre oh, pre yeah. the view. Yeah, I I'm definitely you know I definitely have fun and I don't pretend to to, you know, know all the stats and, and be kind of that professional, analytical girl in a suit. Um, it's definitely more fun, but I, I 
can't. I. It's hard because I don't want to push push it too hard because I want to respect these athletes. I mean, these are professional athletes. They're Stanley Cup winners. Some of them are gold medal winners. And so I still want to kind of give them that reverence that, that they're, you know, respected. So I don't want to completely throw out the show with all this kind of sexual references and completely sure. goofiness. Now you can save that for Maxim. How did, how did this show come about? Did you come up with an idea and take it to somebody, or did somebody have an idea and take it to you? Yeah, our sponsors for the Chicago Huddle, which is another show I do right. on Comcast Sportsnet, wanted to do a kind of a Blackhawks type of show. And so the executives um, were like, well, what about if, if April shoots it? And, and, you know, she has really good chemistry, um, you know, with athletes and different stuff like that. And they're like, April, come up with an idea. I'm like, oh, great, because I only have, you know, 50 other things I'm doing right now. Sure. <laughs> So, yeah, I came out with a, a show treatment and an outline. And every episode you see, I've, I've, I believe it or not, I've written. And everything that comes out of my mouth and, and the way the show goes, I've written it. And, um, you know, it's been a, it was a lot of work. But sometimes when you're starting out and we don't have a huge crew, that's what you have to do. Because typically you've been like the, I don't want to say the third banana, but the sidekick. Now this is your show. How is it different? The third banana. <laughs> I like that reference. <laughs> um, yeah, no, this that that was why I was really excited about it because it was something that that you know it was, it was kind of my show. Um, so I could go any direction I wanted to. I could go to the producers and say I don't want to do that, and they would kind of have to be like, "Well, it's your show, so I guess we have to follow your rule." Type of thing. <laughs> so it was nice um, that I could have a little more creative control on it, but. Absolutely, and the, what I love about it, too, is that it's in Chicago, and I live in Chicago, so I didn't have to go anywhere. I didn't have to travel anywhere, um, which I do so much for my other work, so that was really exciting for me, too. But, but you're hardly in Chicago, it seems. I I know, I do. I travel a lot. <laughs> when I travel, it's for like a day or two, and then I come back to, you know, I come back to Chicago and stuff, but I think when I'm off to, I'm going to... Sebring in a couple days for uh, a race, and then MTV Spring Break. Oh my goodness! Um, in two weeks, so I'm, I just kind of pop in and out. But Where, where's Spring Break for April Rose? MTV Spring Break this year is in Cancun, where the drinking age is 18. So that'll be interesting. I want to know how kids get to Cancun. You know, back in the day, you were lucky if you made it to Florida. Yeah, I know. They're, I mean, Cancun, they've got it set up, and, you know, I was seeing the plane tickets that they sent me, and it's like a $300 direct flight plane ticket that takes three and a half hours to get there. I'm like, Cancun's almost like just an easy shot to get there. So yeah. I'm ready for it to be kind of a crazy experience. My kids made me buy Grown Ups too, and they keep <laughs> watching that movie. What was it like filming that movie? It was pretty epic. Um, it's fun because, you know, in my job, I kind of get to do all different kinds of stuff. And this is kind of a true memento of, yes, you're doing something different today. Um, and it was great to work with such a team and a cast um, that's so ambitious and so successful. Um, and and I always try to tell people, you know, if they ask me for advice, they go, only take advice from people who have what you want. 
And so these are definitely the people who have what you want. So I was kind of taking notes and, and being motivated and, and really trying to live after how these people, how their work, that work ethic was and uh, how much fun they were having on set. And it, it just, it was really a different experience and how much of a team they were together. Um, you know, they had a director and, um, Adam Sandler was also directing it. But then also you had Nick Swartzen and David Spade chiming in on what they thought. And, and so it was all kind of a team of, why don't we try this? You know, let's go in this direction for a shoot. What did Adam Sandler teach you? Adam was really neat. Um, I had a whole dance routine in the, in the movie, and he happened to know my entire dance routine. And he knew everyone's lines, and he just was, was such a professional but then he comes on stage with me, and he does my whole dance routine, and he's like, let's just really horn it up, and this is the swear word, horny part, and he's literally doing the worm on the floor and gyrating and, like, taking my dance routine to the next level, and just, he just kind of almost in his head, like, there was nobody else there, it was me and him, and he was just let go and was doing the most obnoxious, like, sexual moves, humping the air. He's just, like, <laughs> really get into it and lose yourself in this moment. And it was really neat because, obviously, all the other TV stuff I do, there's no way that I'm going to be losing myself <laughs> in any moments on live TV, you know? So right. um, it was a different direction. It was really neat. Should we look forward to Grown Ups 3? Uh, that would be so cool. They so we're talking about maybe doing something on a ski at a ski resort or a ski slope or something. But you know, who knows? That's always hearsay and stuff like that. It doesn't take much. I mean, they use the same plot with every movie. Does it seems like? Yeah, you know, a couple fart <laughs> jokes and uh, you're set. That's already pre-written. <laughs> what about? Have you uh, talked to uh, John Lovitz anymore? Oh my gosh, I haven't. But um, yeah, no, John was hilarious. <laughs> Um, maybe I talked about it last time, but he was spying on me in the rafters um, in the movie. And it was hilarious because when we were done um, shooting, I played a Russian dance teacher. So he comes down, he's like, where in Russia are you from? And I'm like, oh, I'm from Chicago. He's like, what? And he was so surprised and went on <laughs> to talk about how he loves everybody in Chicago and that Chicago mentality. Um, and how laid back everyone is, and really personable and easy to get along with. And I'm thinking, well, of course, you you're, you live in LA. We're here in Chicago are like aliens compared to the people in LA. Like we're so different. You know? You'd be expecting a call in a couple weeks. He's coming to Indiana to the casino, so you know he'll be calling you like he did last time when you he sang at Wrigley Field last year. Right, right. Maybe we'll have to, I'll have to do something else now. <laughs> well, I, I think you two are an item, at least in his mind. But, but I like John. He's just, <laughs> just like he is uh, on camera and his characters. He's got a lot of that. That's just who he is, and it's uh, hilarious. So who's the eye candy on... Um, the new show, because usually you've been the eye candy. Do you need some male eye candy? Oh, as far as... Uh, a sidekick, another... a third banana, second banana. <laughs> David's volunteering for the role, if there is one. <laughs> there is a guy, um, Dominic Zaccarini, and he went to the Winter Classic tailgating, and, um, you know, this this first episode, he went around asking people, you know, like unlike any other sport in America... Is the guys that win the cup get to pass it to each other and hold on to it for 24 hours. 
And so we go in with Bullig and talk about what he did with his 24 hours with the cup. And then Zach went on the street and was asking the fans, you know, what would they do with their 24 hours with the cup? And um, they had a lot of interesting answers. Now, Zach is on the Loop radio station. He's a DJ. So I knew him when I was a Loop rock girl. Um, and he's a big sports guy and, and a big sports fan and did some sports radio I think in St. Louis for a while, so he just kind of fit right in, and he's got a great personality. So, yeah, he's he's a, a second banana, if you want to call it that. <laughs> <laughs> for those who haven't seen you in a while, you've gone back to your roots, hair-wise. I assume Literally. they're your roots. Literally, as a yeah. as a as a brunette rather than a blonde. What what's with the thought process involved in all that stuff? Yeah, I don't, you know, girls get bored and we want to change our hair color. The hard time about switching back to brunette was that MTV loves me being a blonde. They are like, we, you look too exotic brunette. Uh, we love how American, um, classic American you look um, as a blonde. And so it's hard to argue with somebody like MTV to say, but it's so hard to keep up and I like my brunette <laughs> hair. Um but eventually they were like, okay, we're cool with you going back, uh, you know, dark and stuff like that. So who knows what I'll be, maybe I'll be red next week. You know, get oh, All right. <laughs> Have you ever been a redhead? I, for a little bit, right after, right after I was a loop rock girl, um, I kind of went red, not a crazy red, but, but I went red for a little bit. So you guys get bored. we got to keep you entertained somehow. Why don't I just try and change my hair color? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Now, as part of your work with Maxim, you were at the Super Bowl in New Jersey. Yeah. Working the red carpet and all. I think you even got to see the game this time. I How was that experience? It. Yeah, it was pretty epic. And I have to say that God loved football because it was beautiful during the Super Bowl. And the next day, all the flights were canceled because it was a mad, crazy blizzard, which was supposed to happen during the Super Bowl. Right. So there was some trickery in there. <laughs> but it was, you know, obviously you know how the game went, whatever, wasn't that exciting, but, but you know, you can't predict what happened. And, um, but the night before, I hosted the Maxim party, and so we had a lot of different celebrities down the red carpet. Um, Who was there? Some of my favorites were Alyssa Milano, Kendrick Lamar, um, who's a rapper, who I doubt you guys even know who he is, not saying any, I'm not judging you. And, <laughs> you, old, um, you old farts. I can't think of, a, a, I don't know, random Joey Fatone from, I think, Street Boys or something. Um, gosh, I'm trying to remember the video in my head. It was a while ago, but... But, yeah, I, I guess I'd have to say Alyssa Milano was my favorite to kind of walk down the red carpet and, and be able to talk uh, with her and stuff like that. And she's got a NFL uh, clothing line out, and so she had a bunch of girls flanking her the whole night wearing her uh, NFL wardrobe. Are you guys familiar with her wardrobe line? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm she does baseball, I'm, too. Yeah. I'm familiar with her from all the way back with Who's the Boss. Being a 13-year-old, I fell in love with her. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so she kind of helps girls feel sexy in, watching sports by, by designing stuff that girls could wear, like jerseys and, and uh, shirts that were made for girls. And so uh, that was her clothing line. And they were following her around the Maxim party. 
um, you know, and all that fun stuff. So, yeah, it was it was pretty epic. It was pretty fun. Are we going to see her on Face Off? Uh, that would be so cool. I don't know what I'd make her do. <laughs> So what other projects you got going on? I think I see you're already in the 2015 calendar, right? I would like to work on the 2015 calendar. Is that what you're talking about? I, I thought you were. I thought you were working on one. No. I I should, and and, and I'm going to make a special one just for you. Oh, oh, good. <laughs> don't don't tell my wife. Yeah, right. <laughs> Are we talking SI possibly next year? Are we talking what? Sports Illustrated. That would be really cool. I I'm down with whatever opportunities come at me. This this project, this face off project, is definitely a lot. We have a smaller crew. It's a brand new show. Um, so I mean, I've sat in Final Cut with my crew, and we're I'm finalizing graphics, and I'm writing the show, and and really getting into hockey. You know, obviously I'm a Chicagoan, so we know our sports, but you know. I really know hockey now, and um, that's taken up my time. I've kind of been living and breathing and eating hockey, um, and I'm super focused on that. Still staying with the, you know, MTV rotation, uh, and uh, Fox Sports um, doing, I work on their Bear Jackson car auction, um, so that'll be coming up as well. What about being named the hottest female sportscaster last year? What was that like? I was surprised because there's so many different amazing sportscasters. So I was like, I I couldn't believe it. Um, it was really neat, and uh, I got really excited about it. Um, so you know, I appreciate that people recognized uh, that. That would be cool. But um, yeah, I don't know what to say. It was pretty neat. <laughs> well, you also get to do automobile shows and. Uh-huh. I see those cars and I go, I remember that car. I remember this car. And they're like six figures now, whereas, you know, once upon a time you could get them for three or four thousand. Oh, what's that, yeah. what's that environment like? It's neat. And you never know what a car as they go across the auction block is going to go for. Cause there's a lot of people that customize, um, these cars. And so if they're not like they came out of the factory, if they're more of a personal tasting. So does this next guy that's bidding, have the same personal taste as the guy that modified it. You don't know. And so that sometimes can really drive up or down the prices of these cars. You know, sometimes you have a Mustang that looks nothing like a Mustang because that body's been so modified when it goes across the block. Um, so there's a lot of excitement in the room when you got the big, um, our salon series cars who are, you know, the 1940s cars and, and different things go by. Those can pull in some big money. Um, I know last year we sold the Batmobile, uh, the original Batmobile um, by George Barris, who was the creator, um, and he created a lot of cars, uh, movie cars. Um, that went for, I think, $4.2 or $6 million, wow. um, you know, and, and the reason why it went for so much is there were two guys that wanted it. Sometimes <laughs> when there's only one guy that wants it, it's not going to go for much because no one else is competing, and they were going back and forth, and what they decided as they were upbidding each other, they stopped each other in the middle of our broadcast, and they go, let's flip a coin, whoever gets it. Because they knew that they were just going to keep going millions back and forth, and it was ridiculous. <laughs> so they flipped a coin, and a guy won it for, I think it was $4.6 million. And 
we grabbed him on air, and he said he was going to keep it in his living room. So you never know what's happen. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time, April. It was a pleasure talking to you. For sure. Thank you, guys. Love your show. Uh, good luck with the Chicago face-off. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to Sports and Torts here on TalkZone.com. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be back with Pro Football Hall of Famer John Stallworth. Stay tuned. <laughs> 